it up. This is another brand new episode of the Run It Up podcast. We going in on everything sports, pop culture, and everything in the world of hip hop. Hip hop is everything, man. Let's go. This is the Run It Up podcast with Najee Adams. What is up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Run It Up podcast here on the Blue Wire Podcast Network and Blue Wire Hustle. I am your host, Najee Adams, and I am joined by my guy. You, you take it away from here, bro. Uh, 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 the one, the only. <laughs> Justice Gregory himself. <laughs> He's got a cough right now. <laughs> hey, bro, so I was over here doing my hand motions for running up, and I realized that now it just only does the video for you, so I'm just going to click exactly. it on my hand. That's what I'm saying. See, the, this, uh, I, I don't know if anyone knows how to take the Zoom and put it into – because before when I was recording it, it was recording in gallery view, but now it records an active speaker. So right now you're probably just looking at my face. You, I'm the only person that can see Justin. They heard me. There you go. They now, see <laughs> Now you see him. And so so I got to find out how to get it back to gallery view, but uh, we're we going to work on that. But uh, before we get into everything, make sure y'all subscribe to the Run It Up podcast on Apple Podcasts. Uh, download the pod on Spotify. Uh, share it with your friends, your family, all of that good stuff. I very much so appreciate the ratings and reviews. Uh, Justice actually left one himself. Uh, <laughs> maybe this isn't Justice. Who knows? Let me see. I got uh, a fan? Yeah, you, you got a fan, bro. We, we the, the latest review on the Run It Up podcast. Uh, here we go. It is from whew, let me take a breath. It's from JRG 162345 Wonder who that could be. It's no, titled, I didn't. It's titled That Justice Guy. Five <laughs> five star rating, by the way. You feel me? We we have only five stars over here. And uh the, the comment says, Wow, that Justice Gregory is some podcaster. <laughs> <laughs> Man, hey bro, shout out to whoever that was. <laughs> whoever. Shout out to whoever that was. My my guy JRG. Yeah, and, one uh, two. <laughs> One, two, a whole bunch of numbers. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, we got a special episode for y'all today. We're going to be talking about, well, first we're going to start out with our song of the week. Uh, I know I got some heat, so I hope Justin bought some heat too. Um, I know after that we're going to talk about, obviously, the buyout market shenanigans, the the trade deadline, and then we're going to end it out with uh, our, kind of our takes, our opinions on the Justice League Snyder Cut. So, uh, yeah, that's a, a little jam-packed episode for y'all. And uh, let, let's get into it, bro. So what's your song of the week? What did you come to the Run It Up podcast with today? <clears throat> so just so everybody knows, Najee and I, as much as we have in common, which has made this podcast a tremendous amount of fun for me, <laughs> um, our music taste may differ. Um, they do. They do. We, we both are a completely different vibe. Like, I really am, like, light a candle, listen to music. So, yes. and, and Najee is straight drill the whole That's time. Straight drill. We send each, like, we exchange playlists. Yeah. And, like, you can really tell the difference in the music that we listen to, but we each found, like, we, we each vibe to the playlist that we send each other. So it's late regardless. Yeah. Naj reminded me of how good Polo G was, bro, because I hadn't listened to him in a while. Polo G is just he al- is almost so goaded, bro. He's almost goaded. He's, uh, so he's that good. good. Um. Anyway, so... By the way, if you're looking for the playlist, Justice Gregory, uh, In Rotation. And then if you go to In Rotation Part 2, that's Najee's playlist. Uh, oh, really? So, yeah. 
So wait, bro, did you make the the logo for your playlist? No, I googled. Oh, okay. Because when <laughs> I, I saw it, like, oh, that's it. Maybe start looking up playlist covers. Yeah, uh, I just looked up the words and I just googled in rotation and then looked in images and that was in there <laughs> and I was like, that looks great. So I left it professional. Uh, yeah, or you can just go to Nazi's Apple Music and find it on there too, bro. Whatever you want as well. Um, I'd rather you all follow me on Apple Music than on uh, Twitter. That's just my personal preference. <laughs> um, anyway, so the song I brought, and if you haven't tuned in to Isaiah Rashad, you need to tune in to Isaiah Rashad. Um, Heavenly Father, and no, it is not a worship song, um, and you'll figure that out very quickly. But, uh, the bro, I just just recently, you know, it's been warm outside. Had my windows down. I was just banging it, bro. It was vibing in such a good mood. Najee knows you just get your little head bopping, bro. Exactly, I'm telling you, bro, especially with the weather that's out now. That's what I'm saying. I felt great, so that's what I got. Uh, for me, bro, last last week, uh, Justice gave his song of the week off the uh, the Justin Bieber album, ironically, which is called Justice. Um, yeah. <laughs> so. So I had to come back. So I, I listened to the to the Beeves album, and uh, it's fire. It's fire. Straight heat. Uh, when you when we go to the deluxe version, uh, he got a couple skips on that joint. But the regular version is fire. And my favorite song off that is Ghost. It is the eleventh track on the album. So if you guys have never heard Ghost by Justice Justice Bieber, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> If you've never heard "Goes by Justin Bieber," go check that out. It's fire. It's a vibe. Uh, and yeah, that's that's our song of the weeks. So we could basically just go get into the buyout market, or we could go trade deadline. Which which, which one are you gonna go with first, bro? Before I answer that, bro, if you're listening to this and you and you typically live a rating or something like that, bro. The- Show some heat in the in the comments, bro. Leave, leave one. Look at you. Look, leave a, one. A marketer. Yeah, so, bro. It, it, that's a fact. If you leaving a, a rating and review, please leave leave with your song of the weekend. Leave with you bumping right now. That's a great idea, man. Or man. if you watching on YouTube, throw in the comments. If you scroll right. past this on Twitter, just tweet it, bro. I'ma see it because I'm always. Tweet it. That's what I got I'm I got Nodi's on for run it up and Izzy, <laughs> so I, I'ma see it. I'ma see it. Um, bro, we can just. We can just hop into the trade deadline if you want. Like we said, bro, they all kind of run together. So that's a fact. That's a fact. So uh, I I basically have an an article here with every trade. There were 17 trades that went down. Obviously, some more important and impactful than others. So we'll touch on. I'm gonna just say the trade, and then we can just kind of say our opinion. Uh, except for the 17th one, because it really doesn't have much impact on anything. Uh, 16th one, same as well. The Warriors, I mean, the Warriors traded Brad Wanamaker to the Hornets. That's cool. Great. Lovely. Um, the Spurs, they, they traded for Marquise Chris. They traded Katie Leilan and Cash. Uh, they ended up waving him to sign Gorgie Dang. So, I mean, <laughs> not much, not much there. Uh, and then the Jazz got Matt Thomas and the Raptors got a second round pick. Uh, when the trade was initially announced, like everyone thought that the Raptors were clearing space and like they were just clearing up roster spots and everyone thought that, oh, a Kyle Lowry trade is coming. It's got to be coming. This is what they're doing it for. Ended up no Kyle Lowry trade came. And actually, before we get into the rest of it, I want to know what, what what are your thoughts on the, the Raptors deciding <laughs> to keep Kyle Lowry? Now, my thoughts are on the Lakers and the fact that we were too stingy to throw them THT, bro. And I've told you, I think it was like the first podcast we ever did where I told you I'm willing to move THT. Mm-hmm. Um, 
bro, THC is going to be nice. I, I know that he's got a good career ahead of him. I'm trying to make the most of my LeBron James championship window. So if I got to give up Taylor Horton Tucker to get uh, Kyle Lowry, game. I'm, I'm doing it every time. So uh, that's one of the first things Polinka's done in a while that I've been like, oh, okay, I'm not I'm not with you on this one. But <laughs> the, uh, for, for me, I was kind of on the, the, the bandwagon of let's keep THC at all costs. And talking to you actually made, like, I was kind of like, all right, you're right, bro. Like, I, I want the chip. And I and a lot of people discount how good of a player Kyle Lowry still is. Like, yes, he's 35, I believe, but he's still a high caliber point guard and gets like that last game, his last game in, to, in Toronto for the Raptors. They're not even playing in Toronto, but what everyone thought was his last game in Toronto, he had like the highest plus minus of his career. Like he's yeah. still a very, very serviceable, serviceable point guard. He's better than Dennis Schroeder, in my opinion. Um, and so to give up Dennis Schroeder, and I think it was Dennis Schroeder, KCP, and it would have had to have been THT. Uh, we decided to hang on to THT. Uh, I would have liked to see the Lakers trade for Kyle Lowry. Uh, obviously, it would have hurt to see Taylor go, but it hurt to see Lonzo go, hurt to see Ingram go, hurt to see D'Lo go. But, you know, that 17th chip made up for it. So, like, at the end of the day, like, I, I feel like it was a risk-reward. Like, cool. T- Taylor can average 30 on the Raptors as long as we get the 18th chip. <laughs> like, yeah, bro. Um, that's the thing, bro. Like when you're a fan of a team, you get emotionally connected to certain guys. Um, KCP was our third best player in the playoffs last year. 100%. And that's all fine and dandy. He's not Kyle Lowry. Uh, <laughs> Dennis Schroeder is not Kyle Lowry. And we could have filled those gaps. Um, so, by the way, to touch on the Marquise Chris thing, I'll take a card on him if the Lakers are wanting to, you know. <laughs> Would it be bad for us to be like, hey, bro, like, you know, uh, so Jared, I the Jared Dudley's hurt, bro. So like, why don't we just? I think we got one roster spot left, and we're look and and then we could choose to waive Alfonso McKinney and open up another roster spot. We can't just cut Jared Dudley, <laughs> but he's that you know he's the, he's I that good care. presence in the locker room. I don't care. Son <laughs> <laughs> is ruthless. Don't care. But um, I think we're looking for a three and D wing, which I I don't think there's many out there. Like we could give Rondé Hollis Jefferson. A try? Did my mic just change? Yeah, your mic cut off for a second, then came back. I think my mic just changed, but it's whatever. Um, yeah, uh, we could we could give Rondé Hollis Jefferson the chance, but I feel like he's more so he's he's useless on offense. Mm-hmm. So so like you're only getting defense out of him, and even then, like there's some work to be done. So the obvious best case scenario is Otto Porter Jr., but doesn't look like the Magic plan on buying him out. So I don't really know which way we're going to go, but I trust Rob to, to do his thing, and uh, hopefully we can sign a nice old 3 and D wing. I don't think Marquise Chris would be a horrible option. I just don't – I don't know where the D comes in. He's So I feel like there, there's got to be a better option out there than Marquise Chris. But I just like him, bro. I've always been a Marquise <laughs> Chris stand, bro. I don't know why. I'm no believer. Always will be. I feel it. Um, another, another like kind of low key trade that happened. The Kings got Delon Wright. Pistons got Corey Joseph and two second round picks. Uh, did you have any thoughts on that one? It doesn't really move the needle for any team, obviously. But I don't understand it, bro. Um, Delon Wright's good. Like I feel like he's like actually good. So for Sacramento, who's got Fox, they got Halliburton, they got healed. I don't, I don't get the point in giving up picks to get Delon Wright. To get him. I, I, and Unless you're going to move healed at the end of the year. 
So. I guess he's their backup. Like they just wanted a, a, a above average backup guard. Corey but, Joseph's above average. You're right, exactly. So I don't think the difference between the two is worth two second round picks. So I don't really know why why they went with that one, but I mean, eh. And then uh, Nemanja Bjelica, he got traded to the Heat in exchange for Mo Harkless and Chris Silva. Um, before the Heat made the Victor Oladipo trade, uh, this kind of looked like a, a weird signing, but obviously uh, he's meant to place meant to replace Kelly Olynyk, and uh, he's a great shooter at that. So I feel like Pat Riley and the Heat did some very, very good things this deadline. They very well could have ended up with Victor Oladipo and Kyle Lowry because they got Victor Oladipo for pennies. So, I mean, had – How do we not get involved in that, bro? How do we not – if that's what we're trading Victor Oladipo, how do the Lakers not be like, bro, just take whoever and make that, three picks. I don't they, care. They traded Avery Bradley uh, – I was, we was going to get to it later, but we might as well get to it now. So, so, so the Heat, they traded, they got Victor Oladipo, they traded Kelly Olynyk, Avery Bradley, and they swapped picks. The, 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 the Rockets didn't even get a new pick. They just. Bro, I, I would have gave them THT and two picks. I'm being dead serious. <laughs> just to have, just to have Oladipo for this run. So. I would if, if all it took was Kelly Olynyk, Avery Bradley, bro. I'll give you KCP. He better than both of them. I give you KCP and swap picks, and we call it a day. <laughs> like I give you KCP swap picks and give you a second. Like what are we doing, bro? That really pissed me off when I saw it, dog. Because I was, man, I might have been on here that I talked about Oladipo going to you did, you the did. Lakers. It's just like, bro, like why? If that's the asking price, what are what are we on? They got him for a bag of chips, bro. And so the the Raptors were playing hardball. They were. Like, they were playing. They they refused to budge. They wanted THT from us. They wanted Tyler Harrow. It's crazy, by the way, that THT and Tyler Harrow are on the same on the same level to, to GMs. But, oh, we'll leave that. We won't say nothing about that. But, um, uh, yeah, they wanted Tyler Harrow from the Heat. Heat weren't trying to budge. They were just giving Duncan Robinson and whatever. So, like I said, theoretically, they could have ended up at 3 p.m. with Kyle Lowry, Nemanja Vialica, and Victor Oladipo without giving up – without with just giving up, like, Duncan Robinson, Avery Bradley, and Kelly Olenek and some, some bag of chips. Like, they could have really went crazy. But, thankfully, the Raptors did not go with that. Um, and, yeah, I, I feel like – I feel like they should have traded him. Do you think they should have traded him, or they should have just waited till the offseason? Trade hero? Nah, traded Kyle Lowry. Like, do you think it was in the best interest of the Raptors to trade him? No, nah, because I think the market stays the same. So, like, to me, you know, if you're not getting the offer you want and you're in a push, like, deadline, you're rushed. And sometimes you feel like you have to make an offer because, like, or you have to take something. So, at this point, you know, the offseason comes. They get all the time they want to try to move him. Uh, they're not going to lose him for free. So, the, I mean, I was just surprised that Lonzo stayed in New Orleans. I thought he was gone for sure. So I was too. I thought he was gone. So for them to say that he that he is now voiced that he wants to be there, but y'all voiced that you don't want to pay. I don't know how that works out. I think so, he said he wanted like twenty mil a year. Twenty mil is perfectly reasonable for Lonzo Ball, bro. I agree, I'm, but I just don't know if the Pelicans would be willing to pay that. I'm telling you, they're going to move him in the off season to Chicago. I mean, he's they have like, to. like a sign like a sign and trade, or he's just going to leave them. Some team is gonna pay him, and then because he's gonna be restricted, so some team is gonna, the, the Knicks. They're gonna give him. him twenty million. Bro. That's what I'm saying. That's what it is. They're, he's gonna get twenty million, and then they're either gonna have to match or let him walk. And well, there's a couple guys I thought were gonna get moved that weren't like stories. Like I really thought there was a chance that Scary Terry got moved. 
Mm. Uh, I mean, I chance. guess they wanted to keep him now that Melo is injured. Yeah, that's what I'm trying saying. to go for the playoffs. Yeah. But, like, even if you call New Orleans with Devontae Graham and you're like, hey, bro, like, what do y'all want for Lonzo, really? Like, I got <laughs> I got a Devontae Graham and a lightly used, I don't know, P.J. Washington. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, and you, y'all give me Lonzo so we can bring the balls together. <laughs> uh, you know. <laughs> got to sign Jello to the G League team. Uh, no. No, he is duty. <laughs> Jello is duty. I don't care anybody <laughs> says he is butt. <laughs> Yo, but but nah, yeah. There was another guy that I, I felt like was gonna get moved, but I just can't remember who it was. Lonzo was one of them, and then there was one other person I just can't put my like get my mind. Harrison to. Barnes wasn't Harrison Barnes. I thought he was a goner too, bro. I thought there was gonna be a lot more movement than there was really. I thought there was too, and it was still like low key, kind of a hectic deadline. Yeah. Um. Uh, the, the Nuggets, they were kind of active. They got JaVale McGee. Uh, they got a nice little backup big. To, hey, we, we if anybody knows JaVale McGee, it's us. And, and I ain't scared of him. <laughs> so they got a nice little backup big veteran. He brings a veteran presence. He's obviously won championships before with the Lakers and the Warriors. So, you know, bring someone into that locker room that has a couple chips and uh, let Nikola Jokic sit on the bench for 10 to 15 minutes a night while JaVale McGee does his thing. Yeah. Um, that's kind of really what the value he brings to Denver. The Celtics, they were all over the place. Danny Ainge continues to, you know, pump fake and not let it fly. Um, <laughs> they ended up getting involved in a three-team trade. The Bulls got Daniel Tice, Troy Brown, and Javante Green. The Wizards got Daniel Gafford and Chandler Hutchinson. And then the Celtics got Mo Wagner and Luke Cornett. Um, Mo Wagner, we actually drafted him like what a couple of years ago, so you know, cool, traded him to the Wizards, and uh, I feel like he'll be serviceable for them. I really feel like for them, it was more so about opening up minutes for Robert Williams because you know, he's their shot blocking guy, and uh, yeah, Mo Wagner can step outside the three point line and shoot if that's what they need, but I feel like this is really a Robert Williams move, yeah, for sure. Um, Philly. Philly was also in the uh, in the Kyle Lowry sweepstakes, but they backed out quick. They was like, you know what? Whatever. We need a guard. Y'all not budging. You want? I don't, I don't even remember what it was they wanted. They wanted like two firsts. Thibault uh, and uh, Tyrese. Yeah, and Tyrese Maxey. They was like, yeah, we ain't going for that. So they they was like, whatever. We backing out. We we gonna go get George Hill. They got George Hill. They gave up. Uh, it was a th- another three team deal. The Thunder got Tony Bradley, Austin Rivers in two seconds, and the Knicks got Terrence F- Ferguson, Vincent Poirier, 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 Poirier. Boom, you know, and then uh, a second round pick. So, what do you think about the the Sixers snagging George Hill, bro? Well, George Hill was really good last year. Um, he was. I think, I think he led the league in three-point percentage. Yeah, he did. And I think that George Hill is still good and adds value to any team that he's on. Um, for Philly, I mean, when your expectation is Kyle Lowry and then you get George Hill, <laughs> but does he does he, does he he fit the role that they want him to play? Yeah. Um, savvy veteran, knows what to do with the ball on his hands, can really shoot it, can play off of Ben. Uh, so, I'm not. I'm not mad at it. I, there was no trade that moved the needle for me, um, outside of really Aaron Gordon. So, well, I mean, we might as well touch on that one now. Uh, Aaron Gordon, obviously, another. Uh, he he was rumored to go to the Celtics. He was rumored to go to the Nuggets. Celtics ended up not wanting to make it work because they had to. They would have had to give up like Marcus Smart 
and like a first or something like that. I mm-hmm. think so that's what the Nuggets wanted. They were like, "Now nah, we're not going for that." So the Nuggets got Aaron Gordon. The Magic got Gary. The, the Magic just had a fire sale. So yeah, didn't they? Got a fire. Had a fire sale. Uh, they ended up losing Nikola Vucevic, uh, Evan Fournier, and Aaron Gordon. Uh, Nuggets got Aaron Gordon. Magic gave up Gary Harris, R.J. Hampton, and a future first. My boy Nas did some prep for this pie, bro. He's ready. You know how that come on ready. Right ready. You know the vibes, bro. So you said you think it moves the needle for the Nuggets. Tell me why, bro. Um, I, I think that the defensive side of Aaron Gordon is much more attractive to me than what he can do offensively. Mm-hmm. Um, if you follow me on Twitter, I tweeted about how um, I've been begging Orlando to just use Aaron Gordon the way that he should be used. Um, in a sense of he's not your pick and roll ball handler. I don't care what you want him to be. I don't care what he looks like whenever he dribbles at your practice. <laughs> it's just like that's just not who he is. And Aaron Gordon's a very capable passer, and Aaron Gordon is a very capable finisher, and he can pop. So when you're even if it's just trying to pick and roll with Jokic or trying to pick and roll with Murray, he catches the ball in the middle. He's got three choices, and he can, he can do all three of them. And I think that just adds a completely different dimension to their offense. It's not so much of uh, Jamal Murray in the playoffs, and then it's mm-hmm. Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray, Yoka, 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 Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray. With a Michael um, Porter sprinkled in there. Right. <laughs> and I, th- I think that um, Gordon is much better than Gary Harris. Mm-hmm. 100%. Not even uh, close. Yeah. Maybe not the Gary Harris of four years ago, but the mm-hmm. Gary Harris of the last three, he's better. Um, and I, I just – man, he, he opens up so many doors defensively for the guys that they're going to play. I mean, obviously he can't guard a – LeBron or like the the elite wings, but he can make it tough, and I think that's what they needed because when they lost Jeremy Grant, they lost every bit of that. Exactly. And I think I think he fills that role almost as well as Jeremy Grant did. So. I think I 100% agree with you. I think the Magic kind of just throwing stuff against the wall to see what stuck with Aaron yeah. Gordon, like putting him in these different situations to see what 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 came of it. Uh, he showed some promise as like the pick and roll ball handler, but like you said, I don't think that's where where, where he belongs when it comes mm-hmm. to his role on a team. Um, I think he's going to flourish, thrive in, in Denver. He's not their first option. He's not their second option. He might not even be their third option because, you know, Michael Porter likes to let that thing fly. So as your fourth option, Aaron Gordon is top tier. Like, you can't get much better than that as, as your fourth best player on the team. And like you said, I think it gives him a lot of defensive versatility when it comes to all of the wings that they're going to have to guard in the Western Conference, especially when it comes to the playoffs, obviously. And, uh, yeah, he takes that Jeremy Grant role. He, he can slash just as well as Jeremy Grant, he, if not better. He can shoot the three ball when, when he wants to. And, uh, you know, and I think that it gives them a, a lot of versatility, not only on the defensive end, but the offensive end as well. So uh, I think it also moved the needle for the Nuggets. Uh, am I scared of them as a Lakers fan? Not at all. But I think that that they definitely, definitely got better. So Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that makes them better than Utah pretty easily. Yeah, and yeah. I think they, they would beat the Clippers again if they played them. So oh, yeah, yeah. Do you? I, I feel like we didn't really. Do you think that Oladipo made the Heat better? I feel like it kind of goes without saying, but I mean, yeah, yes, he he makes you better. Um, does he make you better than Philadelphia? Probably not. Does he make you better than Brooklyn? Absolutely not. Absolutely. Uh, do I still think? Do I still think Boston has a chance to beat you all in seven? Yeah, they do. If you, if you all see them, does it make you better than Milwaukee? With Drew Holiday, I actually like Milwaukee's chances against you all, even though they're you know, uh, traditionally fraudulent. Uh, but <laughs> they, just, they just picked up Jeff Teague. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like Jeff Teague. It's cool, whatever. Fills that George Hill gap, you know. Uh, so, I, you know, Jeff Teague has been 
terrible this year. He's just he not looked good. Out, he started out really well. Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. This has not looked good. Um, and that may be in subject of him knowing that at some point you're going to get traded. I don't care anybody says when the talks are happening and your team's always in the mix. Like Boston always has the rumors, but they may not ever do it, but they're always there. Um, that takes a wear and tear on you, just like the Lakers. I mean, if you go back and listen to the Lonzos or the Kuzmas or the Ingrams of the world talk on podcasts or interviews, they let you know like, how much that weighs on them. So mm-hmm. maybe Jeff T can get it together at a place that he knows wants him to be there. That's a fact. Um uh, since we were kind of touching on the Celtics, they they also made a, a move. They got Evan Fournier from the Magic in exchange for, ironically, Jeff Teague and two second-round picks. So uh, what do you think about that one, bro? I'm a big Evan Fournier guy. Mm-hmm. Um, at this point in their careers, he's better than Kimball Walker. So well, that's I feel like that's a hot take. The Kimball I've watched this year, he's not better than that nah, Kimball? No, I'm with you, bro. Okay, Kimba cool, cool, very cool. very trash. Cool. Okay, I, just I was like about the, to say. I just feel like the the, the – Common answer would not be that. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Uh, 48's flirting with 20, uh, 25. I think he's averaging a career high. 19.8 right now, right? And then he's like 4 and 4. Uh, Kimba is like 17, 4 and something. I don't know. But the percentages are vastly different. Um, he's 39% from 3. So, so sometimes like Fournier is just. And, and the, the good thing about Fournier is because what, what Boston has to do is really find an actual offense because this Brown and Tatum taking turns throughout the game is just not it. You can't win a championship like that. You can't sustain that throughout a regular season unless you're James Harden. Um, and neither of them are James Harden, just to break the news to anybody who's <laughs> listening. Bro. Anyone who talks. Uh, yeah, James Harden's the greatest offensive player in probably in my lifetime outside of LeBron James. And even then, at that point, he might be competing with that mm-hmm. offensively. So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I love Fournier. I, I, if the Lakers would have winged out Fournier, I'd have lost my mind. So I think I think it was a steal for them, honestly. They gave up Jeff T, who obviously got waived, and two second-round picks. So, basically, they gave up two second-round picks for Evan Fournier. That's yeah. a steal. They just automatically got better. But uh, what's the benefit for Orlando in all of this? I don't really know. Are we t- are we tanking for Cade? Is that what we're doing? I feel like who? I feel like the aren't the Rockets? I mean, obviously the lottery is in like July, but don't the Rockets have the worst record in the league? I think the Wolves do right now, don't they? Mm, the Wolves might. Hold on, let me tell you right now. I'm looking at the standings. Uh, the Magic are the 14th in the East right now. They're 15 and 31, and then the Wolves. <laughs> the Wolves are 11 and 35. So. <laughs> Yeah, it goes it goes Wolves and then Pistons and then Rockets and then Magic. Wolves gonna pull a Cavs, get back to back number one pick. That's what I'm saying. They're gonna draft Cade. Where's what about D'Lo? But the thing is, bro, if they draft Cade, then D'Lo's gotta be gone. But they just said that he's one of their pillars to their success. What team doesn't say that? You're right. You're not wrong. But I just want my boy to find a home. That's all I want for him. If D'Angelo Russell is a pillar to your success, you ain't going nowhere. Bro, and that's coming talk, from a D'Lo I'm fan. I'm talking about my man. It's like coming that. from a D'Lo I just, fan. I just need my man to find a home, some place that loves him. Like you just said, who who are you talking about? About Jeff Teague, I think. Mm-hmm. Some place that wants him. I, I need him to be there. I can't think of an NBA team that's, that would just like embrace D'Angelo Russell as like a I mean, cornerstone in their franchise. He's been on four now. so <laughs> if, he's, if he's not your fourth best player, you shouldn't have him. He should have been a Laker. Golden State paid him to keep him away from L.A. last year. I swear to God, he did. They did, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Like, absolutely. Everybody that, knows that. That pissed me. Because we was 
he was supposed to be, we were supposed to have a meeting with him, but we was waiting for Kawhi, and here we all know how that worked out. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now if D'Lo was on the Lakers, I think he'd be perfect. Um, yeah, so do I. I would love to to have him back. Like that was my dream. Yeah, me like too, that, bro. That was my dream for him. Me to buying come a back. 2020 Lakers D'Lo jersey. <laughs> that you don't know how excited I was, bro. Like yeah. The day that he got traded, I framed his jersey on my on my wall, bro. Mm-hmm. So to, to bring him back would have been lovely, but yeah. obviously not. Um, yeah, I don't know what the Magic are doing. I feel like they just flat out tanking, rebuilding. So it's like now you have Cole Anthony, Foltz, Jonathan Isaac. I like Foltz more than most people do. Wendell Carter. Wend- whatever. Uh, uh, dude, I think Wendell's good, but he's Cole so Anthony. inconsistent. Yeah, Cole Anthony, Foltz, um, Jonathan Isaac, and Wendell, and then whoever you draft. Mm-hmm. Um, if that turns into Cade, phenomenal, because I think Cade is I – haven't, I haven't told you this yet. We haven't talked in about a week, like, about basketball. <laughs> um, I think I think Cade is Luca ceiling. So you do, I feel like he can do everything on the court. Like, yeah. There's not much he can't do. He can do I think anything. he's a better shooter than Luca too. So uh, um, I don't think he has quite the IQ Luca has in the mm-hmm. sense of um, using his body to get to certain spots to, to pass. He's really good at using his body to score. Very Sean Livingston-like when he gets within, you know, 25 feet. Like when he gets to that 16, 17, <laughs> that 16, 17 foot range. Um, I think Cade has everything, bro. And I'm so excited about Cade, man. And I, I'm telling you, I think he's going to be special, bro. So I'm, if the Magic get Cade and then you're running around with Jonathan Isaac and Fultz, who you probably end up trading if you get Cade because he's got to mm-hmm. be your point guard at that point, and you're not going to have Fultz floating around the perimeter. And then do you move Cole Anthony to the two? Ah, too little to play the two to me. What are you gonna, so you're gonna bring I, mean, I mean, defensively, I guess he can still guard the one because Cade will be – I mean, Cade's what, 6'8"? Mm-hmm. So, I mean – I love Kate. I have a I have a crush on Kate. That's my next guy, bro. I'm telling you, no homo. That's my next guy. I feel so. Like, um, yeah, we already touched on the magic. We don't know what they're doing. They traded Evan Fournier, traded Aaron Gordon. Now, out of nowhere, this is one of the ones that came clean out of nowhere. Nikola Vucevic to the Bulls. Uh, they also got Alfaruk Aminu, the Magic, got Wendell Carter Jr., Otto Porter Jr., and two firsts. So they got a nice little nice little haul. They got a young player and two firsts for Nikola Vucevic. Um, Wendell Carter Jr. is only 21. Uh, he's he's never average. He's this is what his third year in the league. He's never averaged a double double yet, but he's come close. He's I think his career high is like 13 and nine averaging. Mm-hmm. So you know, and like I said, he's still only 21. So there's a lot of untapped potential still there. Um, and then two firsts. You can't go wrong with that. Hopefully, no, not ever. So, <laughs> so that's good. And then uh, the Bulls, they're going for it all. Clearly. So this is this is my question to you, and uh, I've, I'm friends with the Bulls. Friends, name's Drew. Um, he was kind of on the we want Lonzo thing, which you should mm-hmm. be. Um, if they were to get Lonzo in this off season, and they ship Kobe White, and they get something in return for Kobe White, I I, th- I think that puts them in the tier of the Boston Celtic teams. I don't really care anybody has to say about it. I think that uh, View Levine Lonzo is is extremely scary, and I don't care. Like I said, I don't care anybody got to say about it. I, I think Levine is that good. I think View is that good, and I think Lonzo is the best complement to a scoring guard, and that there could possibly be. So and and Lonzo locks up, so you know that's that. Levine's got to work on that. He's too athletic and too quick to not be able to defend. And like to defend, maybe but. maybe a lot of it comes from just like being on a bad team and the Bulls mm-hmm. aren't as bad as they have been but like obviously still not a, a playoff team really so maybe once he sees that you know we can make the playoffs 
it'll bring that defensive side out of him. He has all the tools to be able to be a great defender. It just comes down to effort, really. So hopefully yeah. he puts the effort in. Uh, yeah, the Bulls going for it all. They surrounded that. They they put another All Star next to Zach Levine, and uh, he seems to be happy about it. So and they kept Laurie. And they kept Laurie Markkinen, yeah. So you, if they do get Lonzo, you got Lonzo, you got Zach Levine, you got Laurie Markkinen, you got uh, Nicole. You, and your floor is like this. That is exactly. Out, bro. I mean, I, I like that. I, I forget they can't see me. So your floor is like, and if y'all didn't see me, I moved my arms. <laughs> I know. I, gotta, I just got to shut my mouth Yeah, off. just shut up, Nash. <laughs> Najee. <laughs> <laughs> um bad. yeah no nah, i think i think the bulls have a nice little a nice little uh co- could have a nice little core if a good idea a good go, idea uh, to go and swing along to that 20 mil so yeah uh another trade that happened the crosstown rivals of the la lakers the la clippers they decided to go and get playoff rondo uh, at least they hope that he can turn into playoff rondo and the playoffs come he had um, four good games in the playoffs. Playoff Rondo they is, said, is not real, bro. I'm they, telling they you. Said that, uh, they said that he was their, the Lakers' third best player in, in, the, uh, in, the, in the bubble. I don't believe that. Anyone that watched that series knows it was KCP. Um, and so it, that's just incorrect. So the Bulls, I mean the Bulls, the, the Hawks ended up uh, acquiring Lou Will and two second-round picks as well as cash, and they gave up Rondo. Uh, the Clippers have been trying to get Rajon Rondo for a good little while. They wanted to sign him. He ended up going to the Hawks. They wanted to trade for him. He wasn't wasn't happening. So then they finally ended up acquiring him to trade. Uh, and yeah, they they needed that that pass first point guard, that true point guard that that can you know facilitate an offense around Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. And uh, we will see how that works out for them. They were clearly very desperate for him. Lou Will hasn't been great, but, you know, giving up Lou Will plus two first, I mean, two seconds uh, could be a little while. Plus, it's good for the Hawks because they're low-key, low-key kind of contending for a playoff spot. Uh, right now, they're they're six in the East. They're on, they are seven and three in their last 10 games. Uh, they're at 500 right now. They're half a game, no, not even. They're one game back of the four seed. So, you know, adding Lou Will to that core is, is already probably going to help them out. I missed last year when I said Atlanta was going to make the playoffs, but I'm so excited because it makes me feel better that, that they might make it this year, bro. Bro, listen, I forgot to – so I went back and listened to one of my old pods with Noah. Mm-hmm. And this is right around the bubble, right, when it first started happening and the eight games happened and Portland got in and we are talking about that. And I said to him, I said – this will be the end of Phoenix not being in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I'm so excited that they are they're up here at the top of the West. Bro. It makes me feel so good. Yes, when they are the two seed. Them boys is 31 and 14. Uh, they're about two games ahead of the Lakers, one game ahead of the Clippers. So regardless, they're making the playoffs this year. Barring a catastrophic, yeah. <laughs> catastrophic meltdown, they will yeah. be a playoff team. Damn near a lock. Um, the Mavs added J.J. Redick. Uh, I thought he was going to get bought out and he was going to go to the Nets. That's what some reports are saying. So I'd rather him go to anywhere else but the Nets. So cool. Mavs added some shooting. You know, that's great. They lost Seth Curry. They added J.J. Reddick. Even though he hasn't been that great of a three-point shooter this year, he's still got that thang on him. So Mm -hmm. hopefully that's good for them. Surround Luka with shooters. Can't be bad. Uh, Another one that kind of came out of nowhere, the Raptors traded uh, Norman Powell. 
that we kind of knew they were trading Norman Powell. I just didn't know he was going to go to the Blazers. Uh, Norman Powell went to the Blazers in exchange for Gary Trent and Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood is obviously a wash, but Gary Trent is only 22 years old, and he was low-key in the midst of a little bit of a breakout season. But Shout out Portland, bro. That's <laughs> such a good move. I, it is. I, my, my, Tate is a Trailblazers fan. Mm -hmm. He was like, shout out Tate, shout out Tate. (laughs) Yeah, shout out Tate. But uh, I don't, he was like, I don't want Norman Powell. And I was like, and he was asking me to like compare him or not even, he didn't even ask me that. I was just kind of mad at him for saying that. I was like, I don't think you understand how much better he is than Gary Trent. Mm -hmm. Like, because Gary Trent, um, age also plays a part, but he's inconsistent. Um, unless he plays the Lakers, and he's really That's on, what I'm saying. on he's, his stuff. He's Michael Jordan, he <laughs> yeah, Lakers, he's really on his stuff against the Lakers. And I, he asked me, I, he didn't, I keep saying he asked me, but I told him, I was like, Norman Powell is to, I said, Gary Trent is no Norman Powell. Mm-hmm. And then he said, you're acting like we're talking about Bradley Bill. I said, Norman Powell is to Gary Trent with what Bradley Bill is to Norman Powell. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then uh, when Norman played really well in their first game. He played pretty well in the game against Toronto um, in limited minutes. And he only played like twenty, like 26 minutes or something like that. A smooth 13. Um, quick 13. Quick, he's just quick a bucket on. getter, bro. He knows how to get a bucket. And I think that that relieves a lot of pressure off of CJ and Dame. And when, when they have a guy that can come in that can run the offense himself. He can't pass. He don't ever pass. So do- <laughs> Yeah, no, he no, get no, the no. ball. It's going That's up. Not, he, he knows why he's there. He it's knows, going up. He knows what he's good at. Um, yeah. You yeah, know, I feel like it was a great move for, for Portland. Obviously, add some help on the offensive end for Dame and CJ. Uh, I feel like uh, they're obviously in win now mode. They're going for mm-hmm. it all. Uh, and so, adding a more polished scorer, a more polished player in Norman Powell, who you don't really have. He's not a. He, you don't have to build him up. You know, like he is what he mm-hmm. is. He obviously still has room to grow, but when you look at someone who's 20, I think Norman Powell is, what, 27? Yeah. Uh, he obviously has much more of his game down packed than someone who's 22 in Gary Trent. And so if you're going for it now, you want Norman Powell. He can score at all three levels. And at the end of the day, the man's just a bucket. So simple as that. Great move for the Blazers. And uh, I believe that wraps up all of the trades, bro. I believe that that wraps up all the trades. And so that brings us to the buyout market. Uh, LaMarcus, oh, LaMarcus Aldridge was the guy I was thinking of. I thought he was going to get traded, but the Spurs ended up just buying him out. He was rumored to to have meetings with the Lakers and the Clippers and the, the Nets, and it, he ended up, he knew where he wanted to go the entire time. I don't know why they can, teams get, like, players continue to do this. You you know where you want to go, so just you might as well go there. Uh, he ended up getting uh, signed to the Brooklyn Nets. So now the Nets have a lineup. <laughs> he's he's apparently going to play big minutes for them, significant minutes at center. They now have a lineup of Kyrie Irving, James Harden, Kevin Durant, uh, Lamarcus Aldridge, uh, well Blake Griffin and Lamarcus Aldridge, and with uh, Spencer Dinwiddie who might be healthy by playoff time, uh, Bruce Brown, Andre um, Jordan, Nicholas Nick Claxton, Joe Harris, Joe Harris, yeah. <sighs> Ah, so, so you know, listen, bro. Um, a lot, a lot of people are talking about like, I'm not complaining, bro. I haven't complained once on Twitter about people going to Brooklyn. Like I said, KD's beating LeBron at LeBron's own game at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't be mad at it. No, LeBron didn't start super teams. Um, but LeBron and his teams are notoriously famous for bringing guys in from the buyout market or, uh, doing what they can to add that extra piece, and Aldridge was on market low key be more popping than the trade deadline. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah. So he, um, 
I mean, Aldridge in 21 minutes a game this year was like 13 and like six, 13 and seven, 21 minutes. Last year he was 19 and 19 and nine. Mm-hmm. That's and people are acting like he's washed. Like, oh, you will have no right to say Lamarcus Aldridge is. I know he's not washed. He's not what he was in 2014, sure. But he's still going to play big minutes. He still knows what he's doing. He's going to be in the playoffs. And I guarantee you, you can rely on Marcus Aldridge to have a 25-point game when you need him to. So, mm-hmm. wow, I sounded country right there. You need him to. <laughs> <sighs> I tough. wasn't going to say anything, but I was going to let you rock. Cause you, you have a 25-point game when you need him to. He'll fire. <laughs> he might. So, you just have to deal with it. <laughs> but yeah. let me get into this for the Lakers fans who are mad about it. You can't be mad about it when we when you want all these players on your team too and they go somewhere else. Stack the deck know, all you want. I know, I know darn well I would have been happy if Wolves would have tweeted how he was signing with us. So that's what I, I ain't gonna I ain't gonna hate on it. That's Only what I'm saying. obviously Lamarcus adds offense to that team. Defense is still sorely lacking, but you know yep. other teams are gonna have a hard time defending them. So I mean, at the end of the day, you give it, you take, and uh, obviously you're not gonna turn down Lamarcus Aldridge no matter what. You're gonna make it work. And Claxton uh, is so good defensively. He's very and uh, whenever uh, like media outlets tweet out, look at the Nets roster, they always say DeAndre Jordan. And no way has DeAndre Jordan been better than Nick Claxton this season. Mm-mm. Only casuals think that. Mm-mm. Like, Nick Claxton is far and away, well, before they got LaMarcus Aldridge, far and away their best big this year. So, he still might be in terms of, like, complete, like, what you bring Like, versatility, the yeah. Yeah, so. And so, yeah, the Nets are scary, 100%. They're probably the only team in the league right now that truly puts fear in my heart. But, you know, I, I want to beat them. Simple as that. Like, I, I as a Laker fan, I want to beat the Clippers and I want to beat the Nets. That is the two teams that I, I, I'm out for blood this time. And Listen, so, bro, realistic Lakers fan. Roster for roster, we're not better than Brooklyn right now. Mm. We're not better than Brooklyn right now. And especially if Dinwiddie's healthy, we're definitely not better than Brooklyn. Yeah, he, he's that's tough if he's healthy, bro. If, but, Dinwid, if Dinwiddie's back and he's playing like Dinwiddie, I don't I don't know how great of a chance we have. But I'm gonna ride with on regards. I think it goes back and forth, bro. I think arguments can be made for both sides, but at the end of the day, like I'm taking me and mine versus anybody. Like I'm taking Lakers versus anybody, but I would never bet against them, my boy. And so if I end up looking crazy at the end of it, then whatever, bro. I went down with the ship, but I'm never not taking my guys. <sighs> the realistic part of me just can't do it. But um if I had to pick one I mean, at the end of the day, you still have to guard Anthony Davis. You still have to guard LeBron. Um, and Drummond, defensively, I, I know he lacks at certain parts of it. Uh, statistically, it's just pure numbers. He looks good on defense. Um, but w- the way we'll use him, I don't think he'll always start. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think he will either. I think – and, like, we we might as well just get into it. The Lakers bought uh, – Andre Drummond got bought out. He signed with the Lakers. Um, I don't think – he signed with us, apparently, between us and the Celtics – but we promised him this prominent role, and so he's he's playing for a contract, and so he wants to get a ring and, and get buckets. Now, I'm fine with giving him that prominent role while LeBron and AD are out. Cool. You could take as many shots as you want, my boy. You, Dennis Schroeder, and Montrezl Harrell can go ahead and get buckets. Kuz had him a little 15 threes. <laughs> to 15, and we barely beat the Magic, who just uh, had a fire sale. Uh. <laughs> Like, but whatever. A win is a win. I'll take it. We beat the Magic. We beat the Cavs. That's whatever. Just give us our cushion until LeBron and AD get back. Because if we make that play, if we end up in the playing game and we got to see somebody like Portland, bro, I'm scared, bro. Because mm-hmm. all it takes is one Dame 
game and we out the playoffs. Like it's, that's that's why I really wanted us to be like, okay, you can take THT for Lowry because I feel like Lowry, Kuzma, Trez, and and Drummond can keep our head above water. Like we don't have to worry about being a six or a seven. So when we're like, oh, well now we're going to bank on THT, Kuzma, Caruso, KCP, Trez, like. It's just different. Lowry and Drummond and Kuzma and Trez can win you games. Um, maybe. I'm I'm very scared if we do get into that play-in territory because for I think what it's well what, Portland won't be in it. Portland won't be in it. Yeah, yeah, no. So, but just in just total like in a one because I think if you're what teams make it is it eight nine is it seven is it seven eight nine ten I think so I think so and so. I think if you're the top two, you have to lose twice, and if you're the bottom, you just like say something, some crazy format. But I just don't want to be in the in in, in the playing, bro. Because if it does end up being a one and done, like you see March Madness, crazier things have happened, my guy. I get that, but if I got one game for my life, I'm taking LeBron James. I mean, so, so am I, bro. But anything can it's happen. It's LeBron James. I don't want to put it in the in the in in anyone's chair. Like I just don't want to risk it, bro. I know you remember the game against Boston. He was in Cleveland. He looked at he looked at the dude and saying he was like, "I'm not <laughs> coming out." He ain't coming out of one of those games. But look, right now, seven, eight, nine, ten is Spurs, Mavericks, Grizzlies, Warriors. So I got to deal with one of Luca. I would be afraid of Steph. Yeah, I would be afraid of Steph. I would be afraid of Steph. <laughs> it takes one game, bro. Like, one that's Steph. what I'm saying. One one Steph game to send us packing. And just like that, it's over. That's heartbreaking, bro. I can't do we it. We got to – don't even publish this, bro. We can't speak that into existence, dog. <laughs> I can't, bro. I, I can't. I'm editing that out for sure. And, I mean, the Pelicans are only a couple games behind. And if you got to see B.I., and – um, they're going to be uh, hungry. They're going to want to end our season. <laughs> and as good as Zion has been, bro, uh, who at this point has been, for the last month of the season, has probably been one of the 17 best players in the NBA. Mm-hmm. I think he had just, like 40 on back-to-back nights or some crazy he, stuff. Like he's that. just so efficient, and they're using him correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, they used him to have the ball in the pick and roll, not because he's the best passer in the world, because he's an unstoppable force. And he gets space, and you all have to come get him. He knows he knows enough basketball to make the right play. I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to deal with Zion. I don't Neither care what anybody do I, says. Bro. And so, so that's why I hope this little Andre Drummond signing. I think it was a great signing. Getting Andre Drummond for free, the man is a 2020 machine. And, you know, he's not very efficient, but let's hope he can get that done. He's not efficient as your first option. But we ain't going to be asking him to do that much, especially when, God willing, we're fully healthy. He ain't gonna be doing that much. When you got Braun and AD surrounding you, you should. You, we just need you to go cut, catch a lob, get a rebound, get an offensive board, get a defensive board. You kick it out if you need to, put it back if you can. That's all you got to do, bro. <laughs> we don't need you to do too much. And when it comes to defense, I feel like if any, he hasn't been. Uh, he, his defensive statistics haven't been great throughout his career. But if any coach can get it out of him, I'm taking Frank Vogel. Uh, and so, especially in the type of defense that we run, so uh, I, I'm, I'm cool thinking LeBron James hits it out of you. And okay, I'm telling you, bro, go. when when you step in a locker room with LeBron, you feel like you have to play to that standard that he sets, and that Lakers standard on top of a LeBron standard is ridiculous pressure. That's so a fact. You, you and he's gotta, playing for a contract, so. And if we got it, and you got to look at the roster and be like, you know, like there's things Mark is better at than me. There's things Trez is better at than me. Like there's a chance I'm not on the floor. I know Anthony Davis is better than me at anything I can think of. <laughs> so like I like you've like regardless of what we promised him, 
if we didn't write it in the contract that he's going to play this many minutes, I don't care. So, That's a fact. Um, and, and so I kind of tweeted this out, but I would like to know your thoughts. We obviously, if you didn't listen to last episode, we went over our top 10 NBA of all time, NBA players of all time. We both have LeBron at number one. If LeBron beats this Nets team, is not, he, not a debate. It's is not a debate. he undoubtedly the GOAT? It's not a debate. It's not a debate. And this is for, I've, I've been bookmarking so many tweets the last couple of days and screenshotting stuff on Facebook, like, just because, like, I'm ready. Just in case it happens, I'm ready to unload, bro. Because I'm still, like you said, as much as I think Brooklyn's got the better roster, I'm going to bet on LeBron. If they, somebody's only put money up, I'm betting on LeBron. 100%. So, Doc, <laughs> if LeBron beats this Nets team, that means he's beat the 73-9 and Warriors, and then, and then he beats this Nets team. Who, who people are saying is the could be the best roster constructed of all time. So, you know. <laughs> so please, I, I hope he does. So I can, so I can just put that debate to bed. Even though, I mean, after that podcast, even from like the people that like I'm friends with who listened and tuned in, like I didn't get any like real slack from anybody. Neither did I, bro. I feel like I feel like it can it goes both ways. Like you can't be, uh, like like no one can kill you for taking Jordan, and no one can kill you for taking LeBron. Right. Unless LeBron beats the Nets, in which case, if you're saying Jordan, I'm not, gotta, I'm not rocking with you. Anymore. You gotta get packed up. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that the uh, the trade deadline and the buyout market kind of changed the landscape of the NBA. Uh, not not in, in an insane amount. Like, obviously, a lot of the best teams got better. Uh, and, you know, the worst teams made their decision on whether or not they want to tank or, or try and compete. And, uh, yeah, at the end of the – when the smoke has cleared, the Lakers, the Nets, uh, the Sixers, the Nuggets, the Celtics – and I feel like, am I missing a team? Are are kind of at still at the top of the league? Um, did you say? Did you say the Celtics? I think I said the Celtics. Ooh, they could compete though, bro. <sighs> no, they can't. They could compete, bro. And then I, I got to see what they look like with Fournier. Oh, but. and the Clippers. The Clippers too. Let me know. I, I won't discount them. They're they're one of the best teams in the league. I mean, uh, I picked the Clippers to win last year. So, oh, you did. Yeah, in my in my play in my playoffs before I'd fill out a bracket and put it on Twitter and I put the, I put the Clippers. What's good with you, bro? You not you don't really. What I tell you, I am a realistic I, Lakers bro, fan. I don't care, you realistic. Oh. You gotta ride with us, bro. And how we looked going into the playoffs outside was after trash. We after trash the bubble, in the bubble. and how we trash. looked against and how we looked against them in the regular season. What confidence should I have had in the Lakers to beat that team? Oh, you gotta have. Unrational confidence. Well, that's why I'm that, that's why I'm irrational right now, my dog. I'm just you know Lakers over everybody. I don't care that's what you're like to hear, bro. And so, uh, so yeah, that's that's our that's our little NBA talk. Let us know what you think about the trade deadline, about the buyout market. You can either leave that rating and review and leave it in there. Tweet us on Twitter, uh, on YouTube. Leave it in the comments. All that good stuff. We want to get some interaction going with y'all. See what y'all think. And, uh, yeah, we can kind of just pivot on into into a little Justice League talk, bro. What, what did you think? Uh, did you see the original movie? Yes. Did we, come on, bro. Did you think it was <laughs> Cheeks on, or not? I, did I think it was Cheeks? No, because there are parts of it that you're like, oh, well, that's cool. Like, that's good. Like, mm-hmm. like, it, like when they all fought Superman, 
uh, hard. Uh, by the way, before we get into this conversation about Snyder Cut, if you haven't seen that, spoiler alert, because I'm going to be saying Oh, that's the fact. Spoiler alert, spoiler alert. I wish I had one yeah. of those little, like, drops yeah. where I could drop so, it. So y'all just turn it off. I don't care. Y'all ain't got to listen to the end of it. That's but, the fact. Spoiler alert, um, if you haven't seen Snyder Cut, four-hour-long Justice League movie, it's lit. There we go. Yeah, I'm about to watch it again tonight. Uh, that's crazy. You're about to be up until... <laughs> 1 a.m. Good luck, Word. boy. Word. Uh, but, yeah, so I don't know, man. I, the last movie was good. You could just tell that there was something missing. Um, when when Marvel does such a good job of character development and introducing characters to you and what they mean, even if it's somebody who's going to play, like, a small role in a movie, um, even, like, Groot, you know, <laughs> and, like, Groot, like, they kind of build him up, and then he – dies and there's a little group and then there's like there's always a character development to follow along and um justice league got introduced too many people that haven't even made an appearance in anything yet exactly um originally for it to work so the snyder cut did a really good job of giving me some character development in the sense of um i mean even flash bro uh who i've told you is my all-time favorite superhero him and spidey um the fact that they here comes the spoilers, fellas. The fact that they finally shined light on Flash's ability to affect time and um, and eventually time travel and all these things is ridiculous. And, like, the fact that they took that out of the first movie breaks my heart. Superman, in a, Superman in a black suit, bro. Fire. Black suit Superman is fire. I feel like uh, I feel like the thing with the Snyder Cut is the the best thing about it is that everything feels earned. Like mm-hmm. w- when we get to Superman coming back to life, like in the original, uh, I'm gonna just say the original Justice League. That's how I'm gonna refer to it. In the original Justice League, I just feel like he comes back and you know, cool. He just starts beating up Steppenwolf. Great, and like you don't really get the the build up to it. You just it's just given to you, and yeah. so you don't really feel like the emotional impact of it. But, I but feel even like in this, go ahead. No, 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 go, go, tell you to guess, bro. <laughs> but, like, even them bringing him back in, the in like, that scene itself beforehand when they were, like, oh, don't mix what you, <laughs> whatever, bro. And, like, the, the, the thought that goes to the head and then, like, everything that happens, like, the nightmare, basically, um, it just sets up a whole other timeline of things that can happen, bro. Like, which is what Marvel does such a good job at is giving you alternate timelines and, like, mm-hmm. things that can happen and, and like kind of um, setting, giving you little hints, like setting, open, setting up stuff for the exactly. future. Exactly, and opening the door to the possibility of literally anything. Exactly, <laughs> literally anything. Um, I, I'm so I, happy with Snyder Cut, bro. I'm so happy that he got to. And and so, if you guys don't know the like the story behind it, uh, Zack Snyder was the original director and like lead on the whole Justice League saga. It was originally supposed to be a five movie like arc, mm-hmm. but uh, and and his movie was it was like three and a half hours and WB Warner Brothers they told him like yo my boy we don't need you to cut that down in two hours like ain't nobody watching no three and a half hour movie turns out Endgame ended up being three hours and people loved it but that was before and they was like yo we gonna need you to cut that down Zack Snyder was like nah I'm not doing that they they started getting into it's a little bit of a dispute and then unfortunately Zack Snyder's daughter committed suicide and so he was like you know what I'm not I don't got time to deal with this so I'm out like I'm taking my content I'm out and like I'm I'm gonna go rock with my family so they bring in Josh Whedon to direct Justice League he directed the first Avengers movie obviously the first Avengers movie was great so they figured you know you struck gold on that one we gonna go see if lightning can strike twice 
it didn't. He did as good as a job as he could. They low-key set him up for failure to begin with, so so there's that. But And so then Zack Snyder finally, uh, WB gave him, like, the, the ability to come back and, like, kind of finish out his vision. Uh, like I said, the movie was three and a half hours. The only footage that was reshot was that last nightmare sequence like the 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 like with him like with the jared leto joker uh that was the only scene that was like Hard. reshot in 2020 bro and it was during the pandemic so like they bought back ben affleck they bought back jared leto uh like ezra miller the flash was filming like uh fantastic beasts so he directed him over zoom which is crazy and so none of them were actually on set at the same time, bro. So they were just talking to like stand-ins and it still came out fire like that. And that is crazy, bro. And uh, the the whole movie itself, if I was rating it, I would give that joint a, a, a nine out of 10. I feel like the eight out of 10, eight and a half, I'd probably give it. There's certain, I don't think it needs to be four hours. Like there's certain things you can cut out. Like uh, the whole Martian Manhunter joint was kind of just like, tossed in bro i'm gonna be honest with you like it was just what why no, was he, they're just hitting it stuff bro they're just hitting it stuff bro they're setting up the future that martian man thing made me so lit bro <laughs> no it's fire it's fire but like in in the context of the movie why was my man there he didn't even show up to the fight bro you're just chilling. they could have been like they could have made it like an after credit scene but i'm saying but but the this still fits though i think i think it might fit awkwardly but it still fits <laughs> I feel it. Uh, another thing, like I said, I just feel like the whole thing was earned. Like even when it comes to 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 Lois and his uh, Superman's mother, Martha, like finally seeing him again. Like in in the original Justice League, they just kind of he comes back to life. He sees her. They fly off, and he's like, "Oh, I'm back. Like I'm back to normal." In this, like they made it very clear that she went to his grave every day since he died. They never make it clear how long it's been since he died, but let's just assume it's been months. Like. Every single day she went to his grave. So obviously when he comes back, like you, you feel like that connection there. I feel like each hero got their moment. Like we mm-hmm. got so much more character development, especially w- with like Cyborg. He was barely in that movie, bro. He was barely in the first Justice League. They made sure that Cyborg looked like a beast in that movie because he is one, bro. That is so dope to me. How do we leave out the the Wonder Woman um the little bank scene where every dude's going in to blow up the kids or if it's a bank or museum, I'm not really sure. I, think, but. I can't tell either. I, I don't remember, but I feel like it was a museum. Like how we leave that out or like even like Superman, like when he dies in the Yale that, that just goes across everywhere, bro, that activates the boxes. That so out is, of nowhere in the original cut, the boxes just <laughs> back. <laughs> that is such a fire, ver- like, like reason for it too, because like the explanation is they hadn't opened up because Superman was there to defend them. But now that they hear Superman is dead, the earth is like, like earth is vulnerable. So like, come get us. Like it's lit now. Like we, we there's no one here no more. Isn't Superman just like the baddest mother sucker to ever live? Bro? Isn't that crazy? Like they, they didn't activate because that one man was there. Something that can destroy planets didn't activate because <laughs> Superman was there. Like that's crazy. And, and, and a newspaper. <laughs> that's wild, bro. And so, uh, uh, like obviously, Cyborg got so much more to do in this movie. He got actual true character development. We see where he started. We see his origin story. We see all of that. Um, like the the part where the lady was like poor and he like just gave her the money. That was fire, bro. I was like, yo, what? And uh. A Wonder Woman, her, she obviously got, she was, 
Well, in, in the original Justice League, I feel like they did her dirty because she was just getting, like, just ragdolled, just thrown mm-hmm. around. She's half God. Yeah, like, she's dope. She, she can she get busy. Dope. Like, she can do something. And, and they let her they let her rock in this movie. Uh, Flash, the fact that they took that, that tra- time travel part you were talking about out is insane. It just ruins what the whole Flash character, bro. So when I left the original movie, I was like, so we – so Flash is just stupid. That's what they made him look like. Like he just doesn't know how to do anything. He's scared to death. Like like because you know you remember in the in the first one they had like pep talking to go get the people mm-hmm. and just like and like move them a little bit. And, and this which one, is, which is so crazy because when Batman finds him in the original one, he has the like he has his suit already, which means he's been doing this for a while. Like he this isn't his first rodeo. Like so now all of a sudden he's scared to go. That don't make no sense. And the thing, another crazy thing in the first one. Bro, so like when when he goes to when Bruce goes to talk to Aquaman in the little village, he like they he doesn't know that Arthur is Aquaman mm-hmm. when he very clearly has the video of him in the water with you can clearly see his face. But in the in the first Justice League, he's like, oh, I don't know who <laughs> I don't know who Aquaman is. Like you you know what he looks like. What are you talking about? That whole scene was hard, bro. Them sitting there <laughs> talking and translating, and he says it in his own language, red, right? and they right. take him, put him in a swall, and he's just like. Cash. <laughs> I got some money for you. Uh, which I don't know what he's going to do with that money in the ocean besides hey, ruin he, it. He's chilling. He don't need <laughs> Where did he put that at? Oh, um, he probably left it in the village. Probably gave it to the village people. He probably did, for real. Um, but yeah, I, I just, as a Flash fan, bro, this was perfect for me. And this sets up the next movie perfectly for him, which is supposed to come out, what, next year now? The Flash movie? Uh, it's supposed to come out 2022, yeah. Yeah, so it comes out next year. Uh, I need them to explain to me how he got his suit. Uh, yeah, I need I, I need the expl- explanation of all the like how is because obviously they they kind of threw the little the seed in there about his dad being in jail for yeah. murder that he didn't commit the murder of his mother. Right. Uh, and Which so, if like, you I, watch the Flash TV show, then you're very in tune. But exactly. even he made a cameo in the Flash TV show, and he looked like he was very. His suit was the his Ezra suit was the one that was in Star Labs. So whenever mm-hmm. they meet each other in his little cameo which means that he's familiar with Star Labs, so I don't understand why his suit was in a garage. In that <laughs> movie. Uh, but Or maybe they just did it for the cameo, and they, they, expect, us, they expect us not to pay any attention to it. For me, no. <laughs> superhero guy who thinks everything is a subliminal message in a superhero <laughs> movie. Uh, no, bro, I'm, I'm with you. But no, if you, like you said, if you watch the, the, the Flash series, you kind of know the, the story behind how his his mother died, how his father mm-hmm. got framed. So I need to I need to see that. I need to see who they're gonna cast as Reverse Flash. Like all of that, all of that stuff is, is gonna be lit. That movie has so much potential to be fire, so bro. Because it's basically taking that TV show and all of the petty little villain fights and putting them away and just focusing it on the main points and then just. And ah, apparently it's... Ben Affleck's Batman is supposed to be back in it, and uh, so we should we should see my man again. Because I'm not ready for Robert Pattinson, bro. I, I want to see it though. Like I'm excited to see. I'm gonna see it. I just want to see. Uh, I want to see how my son, how how, how my son Batfleck can do. Have you played? Time. Have you played the Arkham Knight games, bro? I played Arkham Knight, Arkham City, Arkham Asylum, Arkham, all of them, bro. All okay, them. so obviously, like, we get a nice feeling of like what goes on with Robin, and then there's like stuff in like the old cartoons and the torture scenes and the Arkham games and stuff like that. Um, and we know that um, what movie was it? Was it Batman vs Superman that we see the suit? Um, Robin yeah. suit, mm-hmm. and it's like uh, it's, it's like jokes on, on you, you, you yeah. Batman, yeah. Uh, so like we know he's dead, but at some point he's gonna be in the Robert Pattinson movie, right? And that, and that what they're saying, like I Joker's. I believe so. I, I, but I think the Robert Pattinson movie is is not connected to the. It's DC not EU, but yeah, 
I feel like if Ben Affleck is going to be done being Batman, which he said he probably might be, but like then he said he was open to coming back. I feel like that decision needs to be made before the Flash movie because if you think about it, like they can just add Robertson, Robert Pattinson's Batman in with the Flash movie because mm-hmm. Flash deals with all these alternate universes. So yeah. just, so might have might having to just pull Robert Pattinson into the DCEU. So Ben Affleck needs to make up his mind regardless. But I actually I used to hate Ben Affleck as Batman, but I got used to it. I got used to it too. I got so. used to it too. I, I was with you, bro. Um, what oh, I was about to say something, but I forgot. Oh, you're talking about the Joker, yeah. Um, that, oh, that Robin, bro, hold on, bro. I need Robin to have an independent movie. I don't care if it it's Nightwing. I don't care what what version of Robin it is. I need Robin to have an independent film, or bro. just have him be in a live action on screen movie. Like I don't, I, I don't know why he's never been brought up in any of the Batman movies. Um, he was in the Dark Knight. He was like, I can't remember who played him. He was that. Like they were if they did another movie, it was gonna be with him, but they just ended up not doing another movie. Um, but um, yeah, obviously that that nightmare scene with Joker when Batman's like, "Just believe me, I am gonna effing kill you." I was they like, let him cuss, bro. bro. I was, bro. I got chills, bro. When because he was like, "Oh, when I." The the sickest part is when he's like, oh, I don't know why you sent a boy. And then it, like, focuses in on Jared Leto's face. And he's like, to do a man's job. I was like, yeah. oh. He said, then, he said what'd he say about, uh, what'd he say, bro? He I was don't like, know, but it was so About bad. Harley, he was like, when yeah. I was holding her, and, and she was dead. And, like, she told me to make sure when I kill you, and best believe, I will can kill you to do it slow. I was like, yo, what is happening right now? <laughs> And then he takes the card, and then everything flashes by, and you see the card ripped in the background, like uh-huh. flying through the wind, which means he broke the deal. And exactly. it's, oh, this is going to be so epic. I'm, speaking of epic, Godzilla versus. Uh, <laughs> I mean, when does that come out, bro? Because that's on HBO Max too. Thirty first, two days. Bet, bet, bet. Um, and yeah, no, that that's kind of before we get out of here, bro. Did you do you know? Like an article came out about what like Zack Snyder's original plan was, bro. Do you did you read that article? No, but you got to link me, though, because I'll Bro, read it. I, I link you, but let me just break it down to you. So, obviously, he was, like I said, like the producer on – he was supposed to be the lead on this entire Justice League arc. Like, it was going to be five movies, starting with Man of Steel, then BVS, and then Justice League 1, 2, 3. We saw Man of Steel. We saw BVS. We just saw Justice League 1. Justice League 2 and 3, he, like, released his plan for, which makes me think that it's not going to be made because why would you give away the plot? But whatever. So uh, he was, so he had two ideas. One of them got scrapped. The one that got scrapped was after Superman died, Batman and Lois got really close and they hooked up and she got pregnant with Batman's son. And then Batman ends up dying and Clark ends up raising Batman and and Bruce and Lois's son. They scrapped. But she's pregnant in the in Justice League too. And I mean, it's not okay. I mean, she's pregnant in that, and then like, it's supposed to be left up to speculation whether or not it's Clark's kid or Bruce's kid. But they they scrapped that. They just scrapped it because people were like, eh, that's a little weird. So his his plan like going forward was going to be Lois is pregnant. Um, the the second Justice League movie was going to be like much more grounded, like just kind of getting their team chemistry down was going to be like versus the Legion of Doom, like Lex Luthor and Mordo and like Deathstroke and all of them. And then uh, at the end, Darkseid comes, kills Lois Lane, and then like Superman just goes insane because like he's obviously Superman's the most powerful being on the earth. And the only thing that keeps him grounded is Lois. So without Lois, 
he'd just go insane. And so he goes insane, and then that's where you get the scene from BVS when Flash is like, you know, Lois is the key. And so Flash goes back in time. Batman sacrifices himself for Lois. So Batman dies. Lois stays alive. And then Clark and Lois name their son Bruce. So his name is Bruce Kent. He has no powers. But when he becomes like 18 years old, they take him to the Batcave and he becomes a new Batman. And so that was supposed to be exactly Okay, that's kind of hard. (laughs) That's kind of hard. And it's kind of hard because – what Joker say to him? You're you're too damn stubborn to die yourself, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. He was like, "How many people have to die in your arms for you to realize that, like, you, like that you're a coward, basically?" Yeah. And so that was kind of the arc, and uh, Batman was gonna end up dying, and uh, Clark. No, and I need that movie. Was gonna end up being Batman. So no, I need that movie. Yeah, bro. That that would have been a sick movie. They're kind of gonna follow like the Injustice comic storyline, where Superman goes crazy and just starts wilding, and. Uh, yeah, so we might never see that movie. Hopefully we do. People are, like, chanting, restore the Snyder verse, and I hope they end up doing that, but I guess we'll see. Um, and, yeah, bro, final thoughts on the Snyder Cut. I give it an 8.5 out of 10. Uh, I love the movie. I think it should – me and my dad watched it. He loved it. I think it should have been the original movie, but, you know, we, we got what we got, and it's far and away a better movie than the original one. What about Absolutely. you, Absolutely. Uh, nine out of ten. You, mm. you, you playing with me a little bit. <laughs> um, uh, nine out of ten. Uh, my dad actually, we didn't watch it together. I ended up watching it by my by myself and my wife, uh, mm. who had a lot of questions that I answered. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then um, my dad just watched it last night. Mm. And I, this y'all can judge me if you want. I think that Snyder Cut movie, in terms of the epic moments, the characters, and showing their abilities, is almost on par with an Avengers movie. Oh, I 100% agree, bro. Yeah. If if not just if not just as good as any of them. So he is absolutely I won't put it up there with Endgame just for me, bro, cuz that's my favorite movie of all time. But if we talk about that first Avengers or like even like Age of Ultron, like I feel mm-hmm. like it's up there. Like just as an initiative starting movie to get the team together, like I feel like it's definitely up there one of those type of movies. The way they killed Steppenwolf, by the way, was just completely Sick. crazy. Sick, bro. I stood up. I stood up. (laughs) Like, yeah. Even he had a much better story. Because in the first one, he was just there to get the boxes. Like, how much better was his suit in this movie? His the whole CGI around him was so like he was just so much better constructed. Like, it was crazy. This movie was just better in every aspect. Like, yeah. Steppenwolf, the way that they killed him, like Aquaman sliced him, Superman punched him, Wonder Woman sliced him. I was like, okay, we go. And then Darkseid crushed his head. Like, he didn't even care. Like, it was crazy. And so, so yeah, bro, at the end of the day, that Justice League movie was, was, was sick. And so, yeah, we're going to go ahead and get up out of here now. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the Run It Up podcast. Make sure you guys subscribe to the Run It Up pod on Apple Podcasts. Download the pod on Spotify. Share with your friends, your family, all of that good stuff. You can follow me on Twitter at Najee Adams underscore. The Run It Up pod on Twitter is at Run It Up pod. Justice, where you at on Twitter, bro? At Justice Read 2, R-E-I-D, Justice Read 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boom. So go follow me. Go follow Justice. Go follow the pod. And uh, we're going to head up out of here. Don't forget. Let's run it up. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Run It Up podcast. If you want to keep up and see what Najee is up to, follow him on Twitter at NajeeAdams underscore. Hit him with some questions or topics that you want to hear in the next episode of the Run It Up podcast.